Next time on Star Trek The Next Generation. Captain, we're passing warp five. A warp speed malfunction hurls the Enterprise to the far reaches of space. Data, what distance have we traveled? 2,700,000 light years, sir. To a galaxy where the crew's thoughts... This can't be. You've been... Dead. ...become reality. It's a spellbinding journey where none have gone before on the next exciting episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Boom. It's already on. It's already happening. Fantastic. Let's get going. <laughs> How have you guys been? Pretty good. Uh, it's been a long time. 20 days, I think. Indeed. I've been farming today. <laughs> really? Farming? Farming, yes. I'm uh, very tired. Like actual farming or more like uh, like being in an MMO and collecting gold? <laughs> Render farming? No, really, actually, we like dirt and plants and those kind of things. Right. Oh, nice. I'm surprised you're able to. Isn't it, um, isn't it winter there? Yeah, but we uh, just got a, well, 150 meters uh, farm. I guess that doesn't mean much to you, but... Like a farm the size of an apartment, basically, and it's full of weeds, so plenty of work to do. I love your casual disregard for our ability to understand the metric system. Yeah. <laughs> do you know is. how much 150 meters is? I you got know. a rough idea in my head. Yeah. I mean, the truth okay. is that... I don't know anything about the whatever strange foreign system you're using. I can't really visualize 150 meters or 150 feet anyway, so <laughs> sort of like... Well, I it's think like, my I think my analogy is uh, relatable. It's about one apartment size. Yeah, but like farm. apartments can vary pretty wildly. Like, is this yeah. is okay. this a studio apartment, or is this a like a three bedroom, two bedroom apartment, or two two to three bedroom apartment? It's like a penthouse suite. <laughs> without a, without like a, an extra floor that's like, you know, halfway towards the ceiling, those kind of things. Like a we sunken a sunken bathroom a mezzanine like a statue it's not, the farm doesn't have a mezzanine does it have a statue a, a, i think i think it's a standard boston house plot right yeah yeah exactly okay. but the, the farm is about 1.2 standard boston apartment size that's units. that thank you for putting it in uh, terms that i can understand <laughs> that's related for it yeah okay, good. so welcome to trek trudge this is the fifth episode my name is Byron Hussey. Thanks for welcoming us. Thanks. I mean, thanks for thanking me for thanking you. You're welcome. My name is Byron Hussey. I'm hosting the show. And I'm joined by Jan Vandenhemmel. Thanks for saying my name right. You're welcome. Jan. I know it's difficult for, uh, for Americans. I said Jan for a long time. So yeah. Just a, lot of, just a lot of accusations flinging our way. Yeah. <laughs> he was... Stupid Americans. <laughs> uh, Way no, to endear our core listeners. <laughs> I had a, I discovered a trick. I just say the, a Y sound instead of the J sound. Yeah, there you That's, go. And uh, I'm also joined by Bibar Saltaib. Yet another oddly named person. Yeah. I only podcast with, with people with weird names. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I think I've also saw, seen a, a Y Clowick every yeah. now and then, and uh, and a Nick, who one would assume Nick relates to, uh, I guess, a male name, but is actually nope. it's actually our old good friend Nick. It's a female, as female. as the um, the Ferengi might might say. 
<laughs> one of those oddly clothed females. This is the fifth episode, right? We established that the fifth episode of Star Trek: The Next yes. Generation, and fifth. it is called oh, "Where No One Has Gone Before." Um, first aired October twenty sixth, nineteen eighty seven. Nice. And the uh, let's see what the uh, the star date is. If I can find that, uh, I'm not finding the star date. Oh, you're 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 actively blowing it. Yeah, well, I, I am. I, I gave you warning. I gave you good, solid well, warning yesterday. I, I, I think I have it. It's four one two six three point one. This could just be like the memory alpha surfing podcast. Like, what, what is this, where does this link go? I'm actually I'm googling Patrick Stewart hair. <laughs> For some reason, I don't know if I like googling that. And there are a lot of pictures with him with hair. Surprisingly, very, very apropos. Um, so. The the, uh, the plot of this episode, the story is that um, there's a uh, sort of a, a science emissary or something named uh, Kozinski. They only ever call him Kozinski. We never learn his first name. I assume that's his uh, surname. Yeah. Um, who has been sort of making the rounds in various uh, Starfleet vessels, doing um, warp experiments. Which um, are improving the efficiency of warp engines and making ships go faster, but right. it is mysterious. But it seems a lot like, like even they regard it as somewhat pseudo scientific in his explanation. They can't figure out why the uh, his his calculations or whatever he's doing are making these ships for, go faster. Yeah, um, they, they they run his uh, his. Uh, calculations through the computer and it turns out to be kind of gibberish but um, which i have a point to make on later on after you continue your explanation but please continue okay um so basically it turns out that the um well why don't you go ahead and make your make your point (laughs) okay well um so i guess to explain a little bit more about the episode um the guy Kaczynski has a uh, assistant that comes along with him and does some manual entry of the speeds and changes and whatnot. Um, but it, in fact, and you know, here's the giveaway. It turns out it's that guy that's actually yeah, uh, just like making anybody could have guessed. Like he's like this strange-looking guy. So it's like, oh, he's the real magic. Come on. Yeah. He- He has hands like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Did you notice that? Yeah. Yes. Which which is odd because they they said that he could enter things in much faster than a human can, even though he has just these fat (laughs) sausage fingers, these three fat sausage fingers. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have a a a fun fact about that, the hands. The um, the actor didn't like them. He thought they looked stupid. So he was right. He he did everything he could to kind of hide them in in scenes. <laughs> so it was, it was sort of like an editorial decision the actor made based on the uh, the low it quality. It makes sense. Him being able to quickly manipulate things faster than any human possibly could is definitely beleaguered by the fact that he has these th- three kielbasas attached to his hands. Uh, that he's trying to eventually he should have like four arms or something yeah yeah that would have been pretty cool would have been an easy (laughs) and then they could have just done that easy like trick where he has a couple of puppet arms attached by strings you know 
Which is a, a guy the, standing behind him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like, uh, whose line is it anyway? Just, oh, <laughs> just yeah. some guy yeah, always behind him like, with his arms tucked Colin under his armpits. Special uh, guest star. <laughs> so, uh, um, so where were you going with this, Bubars? Oh, um, well, I was going where I was going with this is that if is this guy's just mere presence that is making ships go faster, then uh, I guess my point was, why are the ships that they are leaving uh, the fearless <laughs> and I can't remember the other one? Why are the ships that they're leaving not experiencing like immediate slowdowns in their speed right. once the guy's gone, you know? Right. So, so I guess that's <laughs> kind of what it was. Because they basically, this guy is starting to get a little bit cocky because he's gone onto two, at least two other ships, right. Enterprise ships, and immediately improved their performance and then has moved on to the next ship and the next ship and so on. So he's now on, he's now on the Enterprise. But if it was his assistant the whole time, and the presence of his assistant, assistant because he is some kind of universal traveler that can travel yeah. at the speed of thought or whatever. Okay, so so let me just let me just step in here. So you're saying that it's an inconsistency that when he left, the the ships continue continue to to be fast. I I guess so, or that the Enterprise itself didn't maintain its speed. Maybe it did. Maybe it um. did. Like, I mean, it's yeah. weird because, like, he, That's on a the, good point, presumably yeah. on the other ships, they didn't go to the edge of the universe. Um, so, what, like, did they just go a little bit faster? Did they go faster than warp 10? What was they the purpose of the exercise? They improvements, so... Strange. Hmm. It seems like the things that happened on the Enterprise didn't happen on the other ships. Right. So, it was just sort of like a... I don't know. I don't even know what they were he doing. He was just—he was being distracted by Wesley. I think and, it's all Wesley's fault. Yeah, yeah. Wesley, Wesley was all up in the traveler's personal space completely. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, he was like nose to nose. Like he was yeah. going to Eskimo kiss the guy. So um, what's this? What does this button do? And this? Or that? Yeah. And oh, by the way, we we were talking before I think about the Inland Empire, the David Lynch movie. Yes. And this guy, the the arrogant guy. Mm-hmm. Plays a character called Kakowski on Inland Empire. <laughs> it's very similar too. Uh, yeah, you think it was um, like inspired by this role? I wonder if uh, David Lynch is a big TNG fan. That's yeah. his way of uh, paying homage. Kaczynski also played um, the psychiatrist on the show Monk. Oh yeah. Yeah, this is just like what he's best known for. Oh really? I checked uh, the Traveler out on IMDb, and uh, he was actually in Ghost Dad, which I guess is I know. near and dear to our I wrote that down too, in, in bold, bold face font. He actually um, he, he's a lawyer, I think, right? Yeah, he retired These from acting. He was tired of all those ridiculous uh, hand uh, prosthetics. Well, he was actually originally up for the role of Data. Yeah. And yes. um, didn't get it, but it pre- presumably, if he had gotten it, it would have been a very different uh, trajectory for me probably never would have gotten into law right right i imagine either that or maybe he... like the show would have failed because he wasn't as good <laughs> i don't know i, I, don't like know. I think they're, they're than... pretty good think... the character actors on this show i mean the the guest actors they're, they're pretty good i thought it was pretty good yeah 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 i i loved the the interaction so when kaczynski mm-hmm. first gets on the uh the enterprise there's this like 
immediate animosity between him and Riker. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was lovely to see this like very contained, very restrained, like anger, this back and forth. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So, um, so basically the, they're going to do these tests with this guy Kaczynski he comes onto the ship with his mysterious assistant. Um, they end up, Yada yada yada. They end up at the edge of the universe. Turns out he's a uh, inter interdimensional traveler, maybe some kind of mysterious. Mm. He travels at the speed of thought. So yeah, that's it's very uh, very psychedelic. Uh, it's actually a bit uh, similar to uh, Solaris. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's a science fiction movie from 1972. A Russian. Yeah, it's uh, Russian, isn't it? I, I tried to watch it once. It was really boring. It's. Uh, Oh, I, I like it, but it's uh, there's also an American remake with uh, George, Clooney. George Clooney. Maybe yeah. you can uh, stomach that one easier. But <laughs> maybe this, uh, maybe you uncultured basically. bastards can, <laughs> maybe can stomach easier. it if you if you throw in a pretty face. Yeah. Oh, well, it's like a. Uh, but it's movie. it's also like uh, that the characters start to see things from from their imagination, and they all see something different, and so on. Yeah, yeah there was like Event Horizon. That was yeah. Event Horizon is kind of a ripoff of Solaris. Yeah, it's a pretty. It seems like it's a pretty, uh, pretty popular theme, uh, mm. which is strange because it's like sort of doesn't make any sense. Space madness. It's like, yeah, right. it's like that episode of Ren and Stimpy, the space, <laughs> yeah. space madness. That's where they got yeah. it. So the basically this episode <laughs> sort of sets up a, a, a larger character arc for Wesley Crusher. This is where he becomes um, an acting ensign and. Traveler sort of reveals that Wesley is this um, prodigy where it comes to space time. and He's the chosen one. Basically, yeah. He's, of our he's, generation. He's one, the one the prophecy foretold. <laughs> yep. He's, a, he's one of our scientific prophets listed. You know, make, sure, make sure to mention some of the other ones that we recognize. Nobody after our time but you, you know he makes sure to mention like i think he mentions einstein or yeah einstein um ronald reagan <laughs> that's the end of the list fran drescher um, <laughs> yeah so um the the first um first uh sorry the uh the the chief engineer in this episode who's also very uh skeptical of um Kaczynski sure. yes is is um play... did they give his first yeah. name cuz Kaczynski's basically suggesting the uh homeopathy of warp engines right <laughs> and they're like uh this is all just bullshit <laughs> it's like no man trust me it'll work It's just Argyle, right? They don't they don't even give his first name, do they? Uh I saw his let's see here. Chief Engineer Argyle, uh let's see here. No, they don't give his yeah. name ever. Let's well, see. He's played by They say Jason. that he's supposed to have a, a a Scottish accent. I didn't hear that. Yeah. No, he didn't. He says I captain at one point. That's true. Only when he's standing <laughs> behind the transporter. When you're standing behind the transporter, you just become Scottish. It's, yeah. Maybe it's some kind of radiation or something. And Argyle is like Close. a is that a Scottish pattern too? Mm, I don't know. 
Or is, am I thinking Tartan? Oh, he's played by Biff Yeager. And he Biff only, Yeager is. He only appears in two episodes. Um, this is he 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 appeared in this one, and he helped to build a lore or rebuild lore uh, in a, oh, really? an episode later this season. Um, but he seems a, to be uh, one of the stock actors from uh, uh, what's his name, the guy from Ed Wood and Batman and. Yeah, hands. he he had a he had a a pretty um, recurring role in um, Gilmore Girls too. Uh huh. Does that does that resonate with you, Jan? Gilmore Girls? No, I don't know that. What about you? I mean, Tim Burton. Watch... He's in a lot of Tim Burton movies. Did you watch Gilmore Girls? You know, no, I I didn't. But it seems like everybody I know that typically wouldn't seem to be into that type of show has watched it like i mean like i don't i mean i'm again I, I never watched the show so i can't say what its content is but it seems like your standard cw teenage girl drama <laughs> that's what it looks like from an outside perspective yet you know continually i find friends that you know are primarily into sci-fi primarily into like you know zombie movies and everything like that constantly referring back to Gilmore Girls so I don't know maybe I'll have to look yeah. into it well, it's, I mean it's like uh, it's pretty good it's it's got very uh, it's got this very um, distinctive um, writing where they, they just cram as many words as they can into an episode like they, they, <laughs> and they just talk really quickly um, but I mean it's, it's, not, it's not not my cup of tea but uh, but, it, but it is more uh, than what it's you know base image would have would well, make I mean, you know, if you're if you're prejudiced, <laughs> like you are, you know, like this has women in it. I hate this. No, it it just didn't <laughs> seem like girl. You know, it sounded like stuff. it seemed like something that I would see on ABC Family. Yeah. you know what I mean. I beneath which you, I don't, I I don't much have much interest in. Yeah, like um, Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so there's an interesting fact about um, Biff Yeager. First of all, I mean he's the, he's already the second chief in engineer. Um, he's replacing Sarah McDougal, right? Who, if you may recall, was the chief engineer in The Naked Now, and I'm assuming she got fired for <laughs> letting Wesley take over the ship. Yeah. Either that, or not being high enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Like, <laughs> Because everybody seemed like she they kept were it together. Yeah, yeah, she kept her. You know, she kept her shit together. <laughs> and then like, like she it's, like when when, <laughs> when they gave her the shot um, to like uh, to cure her, she just seemed like annoyed. It's like Ugh, I, I don't need that. I, <laughs> you I've got this. You remember Sarah McDougal much better than I do. Because <laughs> um, she was like. You know, she was like the one person in the entire crew that had her shit together. So, yeah. I, I, have, a, I have some more funny trivia. I, <laughs> it's uh, that uh, lady who plays Picard's mother. Mm -hmm. By the way, a good actress. She also plays uh, Chuck Norris's mother in the movie Top Dog. Whoa. <laughs> Which is an excellent... Uh, big time. That's excellent big time. Uh, movie, obviously. It's, yeah. So is Chuck that, Norris versus uh, white supremacists. Does does um is there like a a crime fighting dog in it too? Obviously, yeah. So it's it, Chuck Norris and a dog. Fighting white supremacists. Is it fighting pretty, white supremacists. It sounds like a like 
it could should be like a kids movie, but then like that's a pretty heavy topic. Yes. It is. <laughs> it's 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 when you need to introduce white supremacy to your kids. You know, like it's the best way to do it. <laughs> uh, Frank, start a frank conversation with your kids. All right, guys, let's put in the VHS tape. There's Chuck you, Norris. You start off with that, then you maybe roll into an old brother where art thou, so that way you get the musical piece into it, and then right. you know, and then well, there you go. This is what you're doing with your kids, the bars. I mean, yes, absolutely. All right. So, well, so report back on how it goes. <laughs> Let's, uh, let's but see. I thought that was actually a good scene. Uh, what with Picard's mother? Yeah, but maybe it's because uh, you know I'm getting older and uh, have more life experience, and yeah. uh, those those kind of scenes then suddenly start to have a meaning. I would say that but, this was my favorite episode of the series so far. So far, so far, yeah, mm -hmm. more so than a counter at Farpoint. Everything else, this mm -hmm. seemed like it fell much more into the the the, mm -hmm. the you know like the things that you love about uh star yeah. trek this uh you know like unexplored spaces little bit of um sci-fi bullshittery you know the uh uh it really it's fun and the effects were good right yeah the effects are kind of uh well quite unique a little bit like uh, 2001 but uh, yes quite uh, quite beautiful stuff yeah the, uh, when they're shooting through all those stars and all those galaxies and stuff. That's nice. Yeah, I always kind of wonder how they do that stuff, like, in pre-computer mm -hmm. times. You know, it's like, anytime you see a special effect now, it's like, oh, yeah, I just did an after effect. Yeah, computer, but yeah. Like, but it's like they actually had to, like, do, like, yeah. physical things with, like, video and, and, mm -hmm. and objects, and I just have no idea how they did it. Uh, I think they probably used a motion control camera, but I'm just guessing. I don't know for sure. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, they had the, you know what, I saw this one, uh, recently I saw this YouTube thing and I'll send you guys a link to it later mm -hmm. about how they used to capture, uh, stuff for computer animation. And it's oh. just insane, insane, insane. The amount of stuff that they would have to do. Like yeah. if they wanted to render a person into a computer, they would actually mm -hmm. build a physical model of that person, then mm -hmm. create several thousands of points onto mm -hmm. that physical model and then use like a light pen to <laughs> oh, yeah. know, mark each yeah. location on the, the, the mm -hmm. thing just to create like one one character yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, and, yeah. It was, and it was terribly rendered but, <laughs> yeah, but still it, like even that is like i mean it's it's all on a computer like it's just yeah. kind of wave your hand it's like oh they're in a computer like even stuff as late as like a terminator 2 for example still used a lot of just old-fashioned optical effects and the background projection and stuff yeah really uh there's not a lot of cgi in that and uh like i don't even I know how like an old-fashioned like green screen works you know like or blue screen mm -hmm. like like with like land of the lost i don't even that's like the worst special effects in the world i don't even know how they did it it's magic what what year is that land of the lost i didn't see it's like a 70s tv series oh, okay they like they, they rebooted it a thousand times, but yeah, no, there was like a remake and, and a Will Ferrell movie, but like the original. <laughs> Check it on YouTube; it's good. You land, land uh -huh. the lost uh -huh. original seventies. Uh -huh. Like they go back Sounds in time good. to like dinosaur times, and they've got like claymation yeah. dinosaurs. Did you watch it, yeah. Bars? There you go. Yes. Yeah, I know. It's probably with uh, if it's with stop motion characters and uh, matte paintings, and it's probably just um, background projection or foreground projection. But like, when they, uh, yeah. But how does that work? 
Well, you have the actor standing in front of a, basically like a movie screen, like you would see in a movie theater. No, no, this and is like that, blue screen stuff, like Weatherman. Uh, yeah, but like in, in, in Terminator 2, they still do it like that. It's still a projection, literally like a film projection behind the actors. Hmm. I don't know. Of uh, stop motion stuff. Skeptical. I think I remember in a the lot beginning. Of, uh, yeah. I think I remember more a lot more shows and movies related to people being stranded somewhere. Like <laughs> that happened a lot more frequently yeah. in the shows of my youth. And uh, so like uh, that like was like on the forefront of your mind, like what would I do if I was stranded on an island or something <laughs> like that or stranded in in space or stranded in, you know, dinosaur lands and stuff like that. Yeah, or stranded in the um, Delta Quadrant, like in <laughs> Voyager. Voyager. Is that, Voyager. Where, was yeah. that where they were stranded, yeah. the Delta Quadrant? Yes. I yep. can't believe I got that right. That's, I guess. Yeah, it's actually kind of the same. All of the entire story of, of Voyager is kind of like this one episode of Star yeah, Trek: New Generation. Yeah, there was actually like a um, sort of. They a just goof. don't have the traveler with them. So. The, some of the calculations they did was like it's going to take them like you know three hundred years to get home, to go like X number of light years, and then they did the same kind of calculation and. Voyager and it would have taken like seven times longer. Seventy years, I think. Yeah. In, in Voyager, I think it takes them seventy years right. to get back. Uh, yeah. At the maximum. This would be a much better anecdote if I knew the actual specifics, but. Uh, I think it was seventy thousand like, light years, and and. <laughs> and uh, I was like, well, they got something wrong. The details aren't important. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it boiled down to the fact that at top speed, the Enterprise was is apparently nine times faster than the Voyager if you're using their mathematics. Got it. Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, well, Voyager is a much cheaper ship, I think. Yeah. A... yeah. Lame yeah. duck. Lame duck <laughs> of space. Um, mm. The, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, so just jumping back a little bit to some of the plot that happens when, when they travel. So, so basically this traveler does this kind of like, morph you know like he fades in and out of existence as the they travel into these great distances and the first time they jump like two galaxies away to galaxy m33 the second time though they jump to this point in space where thought is just as real as time and distance so that apparently translates to people starting to hallucinate a lot and seeing the, the you know, so just, just to give it, cause I know that we talked about, you know, you know, you know, Picard's mom showing up, but I guess to explain why she's there and not that she actually is just <laughs> a traveler on the outside of outskirts of uh, the universe. Um, they also have, a, they also have a couple other fairly humorous, uh, um, imaginations like a uh, wharf seeing his childhood pet, <laughs> which is basically just a warthog. A swine. Yeah. With, with a targ. With a targ. The targ. Right. Wharf's targ was played by a Russian wild boar named Emmy Lou. Mm. And if you look, if you, you, you'll have to Google it, but there are. Um, they refer to an alien dog in the original series 
And it kind of, they kind of did the same thing. They just took a pe- peonies or whatever they're, they're called. You know, those tiny little dogs. And then just slapped horns on its head. And it was like, nope, this is a space dog. Space dog. Why not? <laughs> and by the way, is that a space cat? That, uh, no, that's, that's a, just a regular cat. Because, like, are you talking about uh, Tasha's cat? Yeah. I think she's human, right? Yeah. We, we had I guess she's just living on some colony. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really understand gang. why no, um, why is she subject to rape gangs? There's, there's, there's all these roving here. rape gangs all over the place. Space. But like she's it's just what happens in space. Is this like a space problem? <laughs> yep. I don't know. I like that she um that when she referred back to it, um, she didn't get younger. You know what I mean? She was still the same <laughs> yeah. age. So the rape yeah. gang thing didn't happen recent. that long ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's feels like unnecessary. Like I like I don't know what they're trying to do with this, this uh, character. They kind of dropped that after a while, right? I, I, I think it's sort of like uh, informed her her personality or something. Like she's like overcome. Yeah, that's a lot why she's of, tough. Yeah, she's a tough woman. She because she's had to go, go through all these struggles, but like I don't know. Maybe this will reveal itself more. I feel like I feel like I'm missing some backstory here. That right now it feels a little bit more like the what I think they've referred to it as the head in the uh, the head in the refrigerator. You know, this constant uh, victimizing of a female on the show. It seems like they're just playing that up quite a bit. I don't know what the the head in the head in the refrigerator means. There's a, I, I'd have to I'd have to hunt it down to find out the exact references, um, but there's this constant uh, I guess you know the uh, there's a constant it happens regularly in both stories comics uh, movies and stuff like that where you know it's the girlfriend's head the wife's head the female character's head is in a refrigerator basically suggesting that. They're constantly being put in as like victims in uh, in the show. Mm, I don't know. Okay. Still, still completely <laughs> baffling to me. This this whole. I'll have to look it up and come back more right. coherently later on. I, I I don't know. This head in the refrigerator thing is really uh, throwing me off a little bit here. Um, I, fa- I found something very strange. I'm I'm surfing IMDb, uh, and. Uh, a lot of those uncredited extras from this episode are in a web in an episode of a Webster called uh, Web Trek, <laughs> and it's about Webster dreams himself aboard the Starship Enterprise, where he explains the concept of feelings to Lieutenant Worf. What? <laughs> and but it Worf has Michael Douglas as Worf. Wait, that should he should be explaining that to Data. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, I looked it up. I looked it up again, so Fine. they actually call it a syndrome. Sorry, sorry to jump back to it. But no, it's all right. Let's just like let's, I don't want to talk. I think this is a very, this is a good part. Dude. So we're now all of us are now completely all over the map. I think we're on three different <laughs> topics here. So we right. got Webster, the head in the refrigerator, the rape gangs. Do we all have ADD? I mean, <laughs> I, I I think I do. Yeah, me too, probably. Yeah, I'm still kind of messed up from watching Star Wars yesterday. So yeah, I saw I saw Star Wars yesterday too. Yeah, yeah I didn't it? see it yet. Okay, no spoilers. No spoilers, yeah. guys. Nothing, nothing coming from me. I'll just give you one spoiler. It's a, no, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> it's it's all the Ewoks all along. It's all a dream. <laughs> That's what happens at the end. It's just, 
Yeah. Kylo Ren pulls off the mask. It was an Ewok. It was an Ewok. Time. It was actually like three Ewoks standing on each other's shoulders. <laughs> yeah, you, you can tell because... Say something funny. In, in, in Dutch, Vader actually means a father. So uh, yeah, for yeah. me, it was no surprise that Darth Vader was, uh, was Luke's father. He keeps saying father to him. Yeah, that was intentional, so, I think. Well, yeah, obviously that's his father. Yeah. So it was like... <laughs> He was like, um, I am your Vader. Yeah. Like he just said his name. <laughs> yeah. Lord Father. I don't know. So, um, did you watch this? Did you watch any of these shows uh, in another language? Uh, you mean dubbed? Yeah. Um, Either or. Not Star Trek because it was only on the BBC, okay. but for example, they they showed The Simpsons for like a few episodes in Dutch, unless there were, until there was like a revolt in the street and cars were on fire and stuff, and then they decided to just show it in English. But uh, that's really a long time ago in the nineties. Uh, but normally so, in 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 Dutch language territories they show it with subtitles, and in French and German and Spanish areas in Europe they will dub it. Yeah, it's strange. Some, some... Like in, in Germany, Star Trek is definitely in German. Some countries... And those actors are actually kind of famous. Like those, those dub actors are quite famous. Yeah, some countries prefer dubbing and some countries prefer mm -hmm. subtitling. It's weird. Yeah. In, in Belgium, because we half of it is in, half of Belgium is French language, uh, you can choose if you want to see a movie in French dubbing or in original language with subtitles. Like in the theater or just like when you're... Yeah, in the theater, you can choose which... Uh, what you want? It's pretty cool. Okay. Not with everything, but especially like with the animation, because a lot of kids go to see it and they don't have time, or they can't read the subtitles yet. Yeah. Do they do they have separate theaters, or do they give the, you like no, no. the like you the, just have the, the choice when you get a ticket? Because yeah. oh, okay. yeah. here we have like closed captioning and stuff like that, yeah. so you, like they give you a device or something. Alrighty. Yeah. So. Um, Argyle, another another fun fact about Argyle. Um, he was actually being considered for the, the role of chief engineer as a, on a permanent basis, but according to Will Wheaton, and this is this is just a, a rumor, but apparently uh, he started like a letter writing campaign to get get the role, and it really put put everybody off. So he that's ultimately yeah. why he didn't get it. <laughs> no. They, yeah, they, I can imagine. Producers began receiving letters encouraging that the um, <laughs> uh, what's his name, B Biffy Acre. Biff. Biff. <laughs> Fantastic name. I, be I bet he hates the manure. What's that? <laughs> oh, manure. Like yeah. yeah, I got it. <laughs> it was uh, slow on the uptake there. It's it's not a callback to the the farming I was talking about. It's a callback to back to the future. Are you have you been using manure in your your farming? Uh, not yet. I want to, but, but uh, for some reason, I imagine you know, at some point he's gonna have to. Right? Yeah, I would like to use it, but uh, we're not allowed to buy it until February for some reason. Whoa! This is uh, sure. This is very fascinating. Is that, is that is that your like? It's the the law becoming your profession now though like farmer like i don't that doesn't seem like something you could do on the side easily yeah i wish uh, i would love to do that but uh no it's just uh in the weekend just for fun 
and uh, but we do eat uh, we eat from our farm it's very now we have um, a small just very small it's very hip very now like locally sourced <laughs> farm to I table know, but it's fun yeah. you're going and to have uh, to include it's, pictures it's nice of, to not uh, sit behind the computer you know and you're doing like a sure. cookbook too right so are you doing like farm to table recipes and like tips on how to grow food and then eat it. Well, if, if you can read Chinese, then my wife's uh, blog is all about that. Yeah. I can't Jan's read Chinese. farm is going to have to make a appearance in your uh, little like montage image that you have for each episode. <laughs> You're going to have to have a picture of his farm in there. Yeah. Somewhere. Can you, um, can you take a picture of you with your yeah, farm? Yeah, I can send you some with pictures. Like a, with a pitchfork? Do you have a pitchfork? <laughs> like a like, like like American piece Gothic, of, yeah, or like a piece of like straw hanging out of your mouth. All right, if you yeah. can recreate American Gothic with your wife, that's that a good would idea. Be <laughs> All right, that will be for next time. Uh, we'll put like finish. a stupid Photoshop filter on to make it look like a painting. <laughs> All right, we don't. It's it, it's up to you, but you you have to do it. All right, it's a requirement. I have another fun fact, by the way. If you guys can recall, let's hear it the crew member that was hallucinating that he was part of a string quartet. Yes. His, right. The actor that portrayed that crew member is named Byron Berline. Oh, so nice. There's Byron. Another Byron. Another Byron in there. Had to, had to throw that in. I think your parents probably watched this episode. They yeah, were really I mean, interested by that. I was born in 1981. They were hoping that you would join the... 1987. Join the so... Fun <laughs> Fun fact, the traveler who said his name is unpronounceable by humans, uh, that name is B-Bars. <laughs> uh, I, I can pronounce B-Bars. See? Just did you, it. You, maybe you are slightly above human. Are you I'm sure just saying, I'm just throwing that out there. Bibarche. Babarchin El Tahibi. Babarche. Is that like, it's like, like, it could be like a Latin thing. Like a... I mostly get Barbies. For some reason, <laughs> it's a bad, it's a bad guess. Maybe, yes. maybe because you have a beard. In yeah. French, it's beard bars. Beard, beard bars. Beard bars. Um, <laughs> right, so, what is the head? What is the head in the refrigerator? Now, I'm curious. Uh, okay, let me read. I'm gonna just read it straight off. Oh no, I skipped. I, I traveled away from it. Yeah, can you American remember Gossip. it from? Mem can you paraphrase? paraphrase it's not going to be much better than is this like a tv trope thing no i think it's a comic book trope oh. um basically uh, uh there was a long string of comic books um that the the hero the male hero would come back and find his wife's head and body in a refrigerator and like it's a they actually refer to let's see here body it's a it's a uh a uh, woman in a refrigerator syndrome. I actually call it a syndrome. Women in refrigerators. Like it's all, there's a whole wiki on it. Women in refrigerator syn syndrome. The term describes the use of or uh, the death or injury of female comic book characters as a plot device in a story starring a male comic book character. It's also used to note the depowerment or elimination of female comic book characters. So it's kind of like this, this routine. Okay, so I, I think I get it. I get it. So it's it's a it's a common occurrence. Yes. Of female characters becoming sort of disempowered, and it's named for one particular instance of that happening. 
Correct. Okay. Yes. But it, it happens in just like, you know, if you look at the newest, even like they say, like the newest, uh, they just get the shit beat out of them, you know, constantly. Yeah. I'm still feel like this is not applicable to this. You don't, you don't think so? I mean, in the first in <laughs> no, the first few episodes, she was, you know, kidnapped, drugged, beaten. Uh, she is now portrayed being escaping from a rape gang. She was forced Frozen to fight. It seems it seems a little bit de-empowering for her. She's like she's supposed to be like the head, you know, right, right. chief so security. Sort of, so it's sort of like putting her within this context of sort of being disempowered in a in, through her gender kind of like yes, being put in this in position danger. there and were no I, rape gangs chasing after war right and so. us as the audience <laughs> being reminded of that for no particular reason sort of even though she's per- portrayed ostensibly as a as a powerful character we're reminded that fundamentally according to like sort of the uh the the the, the dated ethos and 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 perhaps somewhat infantile um, imagination of the authors of this episode um, it, she's fundamentally weaker for being a woman and we're reminded of that reminded of that due to the rape gang and I mean let's not let's, like just not throwing a spoiler alert out there for our future episodes but I mean I'll read this line female characters have been likelier to be casually but irreparably wounded or killed often in a sexualized fashion so messed up yeah huh. the guy who plays the uh, traveler has just been in a short film last year and he plays dr bill traveler <laughs> <laughs> do you think he um he has traveler's insurance <laughs> maybe he's just being really ex- specifically typecast we need a guy who can play some kind of time traveler. Eh, he has a uh, he has a website. His, how about Eric Menuk for his uh, law firm? Have you guys seen it? Oh, really? Let's see if oh, I can no. find it. What's the What's the link? It's site dot right. Site dot <laughs> Menyuk like M E N Y U K law. Got a nice wood panel background. <laughs> oh, it looks very different. Is that him? Yeah, that's him. Damn. My <laughs> understanding is that he he has uh, a a child with some developmental disabilities, and that sort of inspired him to get into this very particular area of law, um, kind of advocating for for children's educational rights and things like that. So, good guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that it says coming soon on his uh, website. That's always a good sign. Yeah, like, like in the, like the '90s, you go to a website and it's always like under construction. Under construction. Like, it's never quite going to be done because like some gifts. Like, yeah. I haven't added my my the counter yet, the hit counter, and I need a, a list of links to my to my favorite other websites. It's, it does have a kind of 1993 or 4 vibe about it, this website. Yeah. It's, uh, um, do either of you he, need... He cool. cared about kids because of his interactions with Wesley on the Enterprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, 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 uh, there was something almost a little bit like preter, preternatural about it, like a little bit of, like, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but he seemed to like 
have mm. like a little bit too much affection for the they, boy. As they they were bonding him. over their uh, terrible sweaters. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to mention. I, I wrote that down also that Wesley has a really beautiful sweater in this episode. And, Wait, and he has a, a terrible sweater onesie on, which had to be the most uncomfortable piece of fashion any of them have had to wear. Do you think like, that um, Wesley got to keep that sweater? I mean, Will Wheaton. <laughs> Will yes. Wesley Wheaton. Um, uh, this right. guy, uh, the lawyer, also played a pizza guy on Night Court, which is a show that uh, Brent Spiner is also on. So That's maybe right. at some point they were just rivals for a long time. Yeah, you know, I actually... They're always would, after the same role. I would really like to do a Night Court podcast. I've never seen it, but it seems that a lot of Star Trek actors were in it. It's really good. It's like, yeah, it's transcendent. Bibars, did you watch Night Court? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Judge Harry T. Stone. Yeah. He, uh, he hasn't aged very well. If you Google him, he's uh, sort of... Mm. Let me look him up. <laughs> this is, always a, this is, like, maybe this this is the, the IMDb podcast, actually. <laughs> it's like, I, actually, I actually read his book, oh. uh, Harry Anderson's, when I was yeah. a kid. The, is that the one that um, is mentioned in, in Homestuck? Probably, Remember yeah. It was like early yep. in Homestuck, there was like, I don't know if you ever read Homestuck. I did. Uh, for the most, I read up to the point where they uh, I don't know if I want to spoil or well they there's there's a you know up until the scratch I believe okay, okay. Like, or shortly after the scratch yeah it was called like if uh geez what was it called like wise guy it was called wise guy let me pull this the Harry Anderson uh, let's see here I think it was games you can no. a guide for suckers no I'm looking up I can't remember. It was written by his friend describing all the different shenanigans that guy got into. It's got to be wise and, guy. And no? the only thing I remember about it uh, specifically was how he played, he, he, he conned like five chess masters into tying them huh. by, he would, he would play, he would let the first guy move and then, um, like he would let them all go, and then he would like play the last guy's move. Exactly. That's smart. That's clever. So trick. that he tied off against these guys because he'd he'd have them competing against each other, basically. Yeah, his career never really um, survived the the eighties. Like, I think he had a uh, he played um, he was on the show Dave's World, um, right? Where he he played Dave Barry. A famous uh, columnist, but after that, he just kind of vanished. I think I think he's ripe for a comeback. To be honest, we'll do like a letter writing campaign to get him back into the show business. Let's see here. He's he's put on a he's got some pudge to him now. Yeah, he's he let himself go like pretty bad. I don't think I don't. Know. <laughs> I mean, just based off of uh, Google image searches, it's not so bad. I mean, it's not um, Val Kilmer bad. He was like a big time like advocate of New Orleans. Like he lived down there, but he I think he like abandoned it after Hurricane Katrina. 
Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> is this like a, um, is that slander to say that? Like, I don't that know if is... I can prove it. I, I, I wouldn't argue his reasoning for leaving. Yeah, but like you would think you would stick around to like try to help rebuild the community, you know? I guess. Maybe. I mean, what is he going to do? Use night court money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, there's only so much heroes out there. I mean, Sean Penn showed up in his rowboat, so yeah. he had the place covered. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, this, is a, this is a tragedy. We shouldn't be talking about this. But Bars, come on. Why did you bring that up? Wait a minute. <laughs> what? God, it's sensitive. <laughs> All right, so... Um, I think we're. I think we pretty much covered this episode, right? Is there anything we yeah, left out much. here? Uh, they got back. It was actually. Oh. I mean, it was. I thought it was a really good episode. There, there didn't. Wasn't a lot that happened in it, which is fine. It's just like. Yeah. It was. It was very succinct. Um, I thought the overall the like the hallucinations were pretty cheesy, and I yeah. thought that whole part of the episode was pretty thin. Like. Mm -hmm. poorly explained like okay it's it's visually interesting maybe maybe there's not much to happen if you're just sitting at the edge of the universe i didn't really buy that that would happen um <laughs> i couldn't really tell if in all cases the hallucinations were shared or not and some sometimes it seemed like people could see other people's hallucinations and sometimes i think it seemed like they couldn't i think thought in that area of the universe can create reality right so like, thought and reality are not um separate so which is like i mean i think it's an interesting metaphysical idea wherein like okay we're, we're sort of creating the universe with our thoughts right through in our experience of the universe we create the universe and like did you read the original teleplay description oh yeah 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 that, that was, was really good. that was interesting so basically um the idea was that there was the hallucinations were going to be a lot more vivid, right? Right. And uh, so they, 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 they end up meeting the, the both uh, Picard and Crusher end up, you know, encountering Crusher's deceased husband. Um, and I, uh, the other big thing about it was that when they travel to that area, they're like in some kind of cosmological egg and when they escape the egg, it creates a new universe. Yeah. So they basically suggest that Picard is God. Yeah. And there was like a, <laughs> a, 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 a quote, biblical pun at the end of the episode that the Enterprise was missing for six days. And then Picard orders the next day to be a day of rest. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure actually that happened um, in like red dwarf at some point like somehow <laughs> yeah. Lister created another universe Excellent. yeah do, do any of you watch um uh rick and morty yeah no jan i would highly recommend watching <laughs> rick and morty. i know there's a, so many there are so many things i need to watch this is Good it's stuff. it's pretty fantastic i mean at one point though that i i bring it up because at one point um um the uh, Rick, the doctor from that show, uh, creates a pocket universe and uh, and has all of its inhabitants um, like pumping 
uh, like one of those stepper machines to generate energy mm -hmm. so that he can fuel like his car battery. <laughs> <laughs> Is it animated show or? Yeah, it's an animated show. Oh. It's, it's based off of, and it ties back to our constant references to Back to the Future because yeah. oh. it's basically instead of Doc and Marty, it's Rick and Morty. And, oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, only you know. <laughs> it looks a bit to... like. It. Yeah, I would, uh, Jan, I would move it, move it to the, move it to the top of the list. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah but you know, that farm isn't gonna farm you, itself. You know what you should yeah. do? Abandon the farm. <laughs> the, those those carrots aren't gonna <laughs> yeah, harvest do. themselves. You should salt the earth so nothing will grow again, <laughs> and then watch Rick and Morty. No, no problem. Mm. Right. If you want me to talk to your wife about letting you <laughs> watch Rick and Morty, I can. Yeah. We can okay I'll, I'll check it out i'll check it out after this it's okay you don't you don't have to who cares no i'm i'm still requiring it <laughs> just do what you just you know what? do what you want with your your life it's your time <laughs> oh, thanks you've earned it thank you all right guys well i think we should call it right. what do you think we can only do yeah, damage from here yeah. right yeah um i can't give much of a uh a uh, pitch because my website's currently down Oh. It's going to be down for a while. Jeez, so. man, you blew it. What's going on? Yeah, you know, the uh, they they turned off my site for one day. Mm -hmm. uh, huh. Anyway, they turned off my site for one day, and uh, I got it back up like the next day, but they uh, had deleted the databases that mm. um, uh. populated my site, and they're like, nope. Non-recoverable, so mm. they're all gone. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, so, it, it's a valuable life lesson in so much as that um, the universe uh, hates us all and is indifferent to our suffering. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Jan, anything to anything to plug? Mention to, to the, uh, million, no, the millions no, of listeners. Do you want to plug that farm? Plug the farm. <laughs> plug it yeah well if you're uh, if you're in if you live in hint you can uh have a look at our farm be careful you could have <laughs> yes. a, a lot of people popping into john your will be, sure, john sure there's will a big... be found on the side of the road selling fresh eggs <laughs> yeah. and beets so yep That's all right. those listeners right. out there be sure to yeah. check that out <laughs> yeah i'm i can i'll plug my the latest episode of, of mm. the alf podcast alf is oh. back in pod form Episode four. That's one we recorded with uh, with Tam instead of Mike Dean Swabek, but Nick Carey was involved again too, so that was fun. Nice. I think it's been listened to twice so far. Doing well. I haven't listened to it yet, but I will. Oh man, you should check it out. It's it's mm -hmm. half it's half decent. I haven't uh, listened to the last episode, but I have been listening in the past. I well. Like like again do you do you guys should do what you want with your time but i'm like no pressure <laughs> for anything you know maybe maybe you could do a farming podcast and uh i'll immediately download it <laughs> i would be really good at that like you know plant uh water some plants and uh you know uh eat some seeds now you're talking yeah the closest i've come to farming recently is i threw some uh uh green onions uh like the, the roots of a green onion into a a dixie cup and like i regrew uh 
green onions. I was like, this is a miracle. It's mad science. (laughs) Now I, look, now I have free green onions for the rest of my life. This is wonderful. Now you know. Now you get what what Jan is going through every day of his his life. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining. This has been a a blast. It's been a hoot. A laugh riot. And um, we'll tune in. We'll, we'll, We'll do it again real soon. Watch out for yeah. those rape gangs. Keep, keep let's 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 kind of talk about rape a little bit less in the next episode. <laughs> I, hope. I hope. Dial it down. On the yeah. Got it. Yeah. All right. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.